0: road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. Hey, 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 it's Rolanda here and I'm so excited because I don't know about you, but I was watching the Tonys and I was so encouraged by those who won, the statements that were made. Oh gosh, it was so good. I, I don't know, these, these award shows seem to have become these moments where people speak from their heart and they were doing it so much to represent people of color, to represent the LBGTQIA community, Uh, It was just really fascinating, wonderful performances and just a great, great night at the Tony's. And I got to tell you, it was so good to see Broadway coming back, y'all. I mean, the lights went out on Broadway thanks to this COVID-19. I mean, so many people, if you really think about it, I mean, people to button makers, to the seamstresses, to the designers, to the set people, the engineers, the electricians the actors, the producers, everybody in the dark when the curtain went down on Broadway. But I tell you, watching the Tonys, it made me feel like Broadway is coming back. I've always had a dream of being on Broadway. And the closest I've gotten is sitting in the seat. Well, I did perform at Caroline's on Broadway, so I did get to to Broadway. I got to say that. But I tell you, to be on one of those stages and one of those fine, beautiful theaters. Oh, boy, if you're an actor, I bet you're dreaming the same thing, right? Ah, but I tell you what, they're saying that now is the time to go start buying tickets. You know, let's start supporting Broadway. Let's let's help them come back. And some shows are opening up, so get your tickets now. I have a real treat for you today here on Rolanda On Demand. I'm gonna be talking to one of my favorite people in the entire world. Irene Gandy, known as Lady Irene. She is the, gosh, 50 years she's been a publicist on Broadway and is quite an iconic figure here in New York City. Uh, very, very much an activist for so many things and part of the leadership of Broadway. Also, we're going to talk with Emilio Sosa, who has, you might know him for Project Runway, but also he is a designer and a fashionista on Broadway. And he's also going to talk about his leadership role. We've got such a great show coming up. And, And listen, can I just say, Thank you so much for listening. There are 50 million things you could be doing right now, but you are listening to Rolanda On Demand. And boy, do I appreciate that. So go on and sit back and enjoy yourself. Listen, don't forget to follow me on social media, not just subscribe to the show. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. That means a lot to me. Rolanda On Demand, subscribe now. But also follow me in all forms of social media. I'm, you know, I'm out there at Rolanda Watts. And remember, it's R-O-L-O-N-D-A. And for those of you who are interested in my voice acting masterclass, and I just love this class. I'm so excited about it because I love voice acting. And I know it has been a great side hustle and major job for me. For 25 years now, can you believe that? 40 years in the business, 25 of which, you know, I've been doing animation. I'm Professor Wiseman on Curious George. I do Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda, Cannon Busters. Um, I do commercials. My clients are Google. I just love voice acting. And if it's something that you're thinking about doing, come on and take my course. I have a six-week voice acting masterclass. You can find out all about it by going to Rolanda.com r-o-l-o-n-d-a.com rolanda.com and get a discovery call and you and i can chit chat a little bit about you know what you think about this industry and what to expect and see if this is the class for you but my voice acting masterclass is starting up again real soon so don't miss the boat we'll be right back here on Rolonda on demand with irene Gandhi and emilio sosa Two big powerhouses of Broadway. Will Broadway be back? And will it be more black? We're going to ask that and a whole bunch more coming up here on Rolanda On Demand.
1: Bold Radio. It's Rolanda. And I was doing a book signing years ago, and some guy says, David, two words changed my life. Two words changed my life. And I said, and and God was speaking to me, because I am rather obtuse at times. I said, be happy. What? Three words. Be happy now.
0: Be happy now. Be happy be happy now.
2: There's more Rolanda next. Talk. Listen. Connect.
1: Bold Radio, it's Rolanda.
0: In my story, where I did do it one time to a guy, it's because he looked like Morris Chestnut. Ooh. Ooh. But he was dumb <laughs> as Dornay. <Dornette. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've Amy, all done the L O. Amy, my angel, I'm going to tell your mother on you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but if my mom saw him a vet, she'd be proud of me, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect.
0: It's Road Time. Welcome back
1: to Rolanda on
0: Demand. And we're about to get right into our interview with Irene Gandhi and Emilio Sosa, two of the leaders of Broadway who are going to talk with us about behind the scenes. Broadway is coming back and the Tonys let us know it. It was so good to see us back in the saddle again. So let's start buying tickets, y'all. Start supporting our Broadway shows and all the people who have been in the dark since COVID hit. Well, what's happening now? Let's lift the curtain again and find out what's happening behind the scenes of Broadway and what Irene Gandy is up to because she just won a Tony honor for her excellence in theater. They say the seas part when she walks through Times Square. She is the mama, the queen of Broadway, and everybody knows Irene Gandy. She's an iconic figure in New York City with her wild hair colors and her extraordinary fashion sense. We love Irene, and what she has helped bring to Broadway is legendary. Irene Gandhi is the winner of the 2020 Tony Honors Excellence in Theater Award. She is the only black female press agent member of the ATPAM, which stands for the Association of Theatrical Press Agents and Managers a position she has held for over 50 years. Irene works with producer Jeffrey Richards for over three decades now, and she's a Tony Award-winning producer as well on Broadway for the Gershwin's Porgy and Bess. She was also a producer for Lady Day at Emerson Bar and Grill, starring Audra McDonald. She was also co-producer with Boza Rivers of the national tour of South African musical Serafina. And in 2008, Irene became the first female press agent to immortalize herself (laughs) with a Sardi's caricature. She's also known as a fashionista. And next year, she's going to be debuting a Lady Irene fur line. I mean, she is on the go. I'm so excited to talk with Irene today about being behind the curtain of the Great White Way, Broadway, and how much it's changed. Also joining us today is Emilio Sosa. Let me tell you about Emilio. He's a Tony Award-nominated costume and fashion designer, and he has also been elected the chair of the American Theater Wing. He says a lot of the positive changes we're seeing have started with the leadership of people like Irene Gandy.
1: Irene could be a force of nature as far as what Broadway has been, and it's through her hard work and diligence and commitment and love that I am here that I can sit in this space as chair of the American Theater Wing. Uh, because when I fought, uh, we did Porgy and Best, how long ago was that, Irene? Nine years ago, yeah, 12 in 2012. 12, yeah, Broadway really didn't know who I was. So in nine years, to be able to be at this stage is very impressive. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't meet Irene oh. during. <laughs> it's true. Because, <laughs> and I can get into it, watch. if you want me just to roll right into, absolutely,
0: it, into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know? Uh,
1: first, let me just say how I met Irene. Irene is, of course, the Tony Award winning producer of Por- the revival of Porgy and Bess. Which was directed by the talented Diane Paulus. They won the Tony for Best Revival. Oh my gosh, he has props.
2: <laughs> She's holding it up. <laughs> I have
1: props, and I'll, I'll show the other one later. They told me never work with kids or animals. Then they have to put Irene. Or Irene. <laughs> <of this. laughs> no, but uh, I was the costume designer. Prior to that, to my career, I had been on Broadway uh, 10 years prior to that under the direction of George C. Wolfe, who discovered me and brought me to Broadway. Uh, But in those 10 years from 2002, where I designed Top Dog Underdog, I hadn't had a Broadway show in a decade. I was blessed, I was working regionally, I was doing film, TV, I was making a living. Let's just say I was working- Project One Way,
2: your fans know him as Project One Way Project Runway,
1: Ah. I I toured with Celine, but I had not I had not been on Broadway until Diane Paulus called me and offered me Porgy and Best, which I jumped at the chance. But all that to say that we had Press Day. And during when you have Alder McDonald, Norm Lewis, uh David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer in the room, no one is checking for Emilio Sosa costume designer. Who? You know what I mean? So but but I, I saw uh, Irene. Command the room. She was really directing everything. And I sat back and said, Who is this woman? I need to meet her and look at those boots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Always the fashion plate. (laughs) Oh my
1: God. I said, You know what? I have to, if I do anything, I don't care if I don't speak to any reporter, any press, they weren't really checking for me. I am going to introduce myself to. Irene Gandhi. And I went up to Miss Gandhi and said, Miss Gandhi, my name is Amelia Sosa. I'm the costume designer. And I just wanted to introduce myself. And that just opened a door. She opened her heart, first of all, to me, and we became family. And then uh, she really ushered me into what Broadway really is. It's not just the marquee names, the theater names. It's, I got walking. Through board, walking through Times Square with Irene is like walking through the, the sea parts. It's like Moses <laughs> when he parted the sea. It's like, because everyone knows and respects Irene from the cop on the beat who I met, the ticket takers, house managers, box person, the restaurants, Irene encompasses the community of Broadway, not just the shows. And that to me was a bigger lesson than I had learned in all my years of working, was how she gave importance and respect to everyone who creates this art form that we call Broadway. Because it doesn't happen alone, it takes a village, and Irene is the queen of the village, so Thanks. that's my introduction to the amazing Irene Gandhi. Tony well, was, Tony Honor winner.
0: Wait a oh. minute, and also <laughs> wait a minute, Tony Honor.
2: Also, I got wait. I got the, wait, I got the Tony Honor now. That's the Tony
0: Honor. She is appointed to the board of Drama okay. League, which we're going to talk about. Yep. Talk about leadership in Broadway, yep. and also, you know, just. 50 years as a publicist anywhere is is pretty remarkable, but on Broadway and the only publicist to have her caricature in Sardis, the famous Sardis. I could go on and on and on, but, but you talk about the behind the scenes lifting the curtain on Broadway. And who's back there helping run the show? And the, the the yeah the queen of Broadway, Irene Gandy. Irene, I'm so proud of you. What are some of the most important business lessons that you wanted Emilio to know? And 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 Emilio, well, you can chime in and tell me some some good some good value that she I gave. I think
2: I think it just in lessons in general, if you real if Emilio said it. It takes a village, because when you go into someone's houses, remember actors come and go. But people like Emilio, we are working with the Winter Garden or we'll work in several different Broadway houses. So the first thing I usually tell Emilio, try to find out who's running. Speak to the um, speak to the porters who double as the ticket takers, speak to who's running and respect everybody. Say, look, I need and don't come into someone because every house has a different electrician person. One person might know run it separately just it's called respect and relationships you know yeah. and don't and remember you're on the side of management you can't you know the actors you know they're fair weather they you know i mean then i, I I'm, I'm saying that they're fair weather they go with the flow because they'll say one thing to you and then the producer comes along and they'll say anything else so and also i, I don't know i just you know i just so uh, I, I just try to respect each other and realize and i say thank you thank you for doing that. You didn't have to do that. You know, um, and when we have opening night um, and Jeffrey's good at that too. Jeffrey Richards, my work husband, we always, I'm always make sure I have the opening night presence for the box office or the doorman or somebody, you know, somebody other than the actors or something. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish I could say something else, but I just do what I do. Well, you let know. me chime in here, because, Emilio, when I was first starting
0: my career in oh, the news, back of the day, Irene Gandy swooped me up. I was a little 20-something-year-old news reporter, and I got this call after one of the broadcasts, and I said, hello, and Irene Gandy said, this is Irene Gandy. I'm a <laughs> publicist And I was like, Broadway, wow. (laughs) And she goes, I want to have a dinner with you and introduce you to some people. And let me tell you, she introduced me to some of the people who would take care of me in New York City still to this day as she does Relationship building is very important. I did
2: Emilio too, you know, with Lloyd from Harlem Week and Al Sharpton and yeah. those guys. Because you have to have a backup. You have to have family, because no matter how much we fuss with family or how much we say, I don't can't stand them, blah, blah, blah. When push mm-hmm. comes to shove, you can always go home. And this is why I try to keep relationships not only in the black community of color, but also um, with the Black Data Company. The one thing that I've
1: learned, and I think I've, and I've definitely picked up from reign is you don't know where the next hit is. So you That's have true. to treat everyone with respect. Because the person you meet today sweeping the stage could be the playwright of tomorrow yeah. who's winning the Tonys and hiring me. You know what I mean? Hey. So you, yeah. in this business, everyone ha- has a hustle, you gotta keep a roof over your head. I always tell my young students, the most important thing is that you have to keep a roof over your head and a bed to sleep in. Because if you don't have that comfort to come home to, you can't create. But don't get comfortable not doing your own work. And that's one thing I learned from Irene, like you might see someone, like I said, sweeping the stage or taking tickets, but that could be the next Broadway star it just takes one audition. Just
0: saying that a lot of people who, who follow the show are artists. And, right. you know, we've gone through a rough time this COVID. And, oh. and it's like, what do I do now? You know, do I keep on going with the with my art? Or do I go take that nine to five job mom and dad would probably rather me do? I mean, what do you say to, to young artists who took a hit? And we're going to talk about the, the hit Broadway took, but it's coming back. What about the artists? What do you say to them as they're trying to to get back into it?
1: I I mean, I'll chime in and then you can go. What I would say is you need to always, you gotta be practical. You gotta be pragmatic in life. You gotta be pragmatic. Like I said, you have to have food, shelter, and clothing. (laughs) Those are the basics. Mm -hmm. What you do with your free time, that's on you. No one controls that. Like I sold shoes. I sold beauty products. I booked massages. I've worked at like, I had a push cart selling ice cream one summer. I did whatever I had to do so I can continue to design. That didn't stop me from finding out where they were looking for designers for Mm -hmm. a fashion show in a club. You know, I put together three or four dresses. You do that. You know, you still have to work on your art. Your art does not take second place of life. Life is something that you have to live, but that's your right. art form, you should yes. never ever leave Everyone. your art form. Cause that's what's gonna if if you love it, that's what keeps you asked Irene, how does she do it for 50 years? Because she loves what I do. How oh. have I done it for 50 for 30 years? Because I love what I do. How do we do it? For free, which I don't I mean, I wouldn't call it for free. The thing is say no fee. It, <laughs> no fee, exactly. Yeah, but for people building a relationship. Like I said, you right. don't know who's gonna be the next That's right big right. person. So you have to love what you do. You can't get and it up. also
2: and also, you have to be out of sight, out of mind. I mean, like, when the pandemic came, um, well, first of all, I was hosting, I remember, I was hosting a bomb 45 I was a host on Monday nights. I, hi, you can create hi. your own, shape when you have a relationship. You're, 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 as you, on you're a journalist, you're a comedian. I remember when Jeffrey, we only had one show, Jeffrey Richards between us and Mickey Mantles, um, they were looking for a hostess and a waitress. They're looking for hostess on a Monday night and they said you, you work with actors and I said oh I'll do it and I took that Monday night I was a hostess I had everybody from Mike Tyson and <laughs> right. the I was in there. there I saw it. oh you remember <laughs> that Monday night remember? yeah and people say oh you are Broadway press I just oh no tonight I'm a hostess what you're drinking that's you know what and that's right. what, yeah 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 but and even during the event. pandemic and even doing this, and I um, assessor, will tell yes. you, you know, the white people were all feel guilty about what they need to do with the black people because all of a sudden they didn't know. So I charged them money. You know, I was their therapist. So I made money during the summer, um, during the pandemic, teaching white people how to talk to black people. But <laughs> well,
0: you know something that's part of our diversity. About the do's at- and don'ts. The dos and don'ts, and they need <laughs> it from a pro. They need it from what a pro. And right. Let's so. talk about what Broadway went through during the pandemic. I mean, you know, of course we weren't traveling; we were certainly
1: weren't going places. What kind of hit did it take, and and will it come back? It took. It was. It shut down entirely. It went. Yeah. We shut down March twelfth. Mm-hmm. Everything. Put your needles down. Put your pencils down don't come to the theater, we'll let you know when to come back. And it is now September, 2021, and we're just mm-hmm. getting to be open. But theater in at large, it's Broadway, but it also encompassed touring companies shut down, regional theaters shut down. So anyone, the entire nation, creators were shut down yeah. Yeah. and, you know, I was fortunate. I had a good accountant, uh, and I was okay. Uh, uh-huh. But unemployment, and I was—I realized that that time, while it was super, super difficult, career-wise, financial-wise, it really helped me focus to where do I want my next chapter to be.
0: Amen. I, I right. said,
1: "2020 was the year of enlightenment." Cause there's no way for me as a creator, I could come out of that the same as I went in. Mm. Cause it was too much emotionally, financially, creatively, psychologically, physically. How can you take that much of a hit and right. somehow it doesn't change you? That's so right. I I started writing. I told Irene. He, yeah, he wrote, 45. oh my God.
2: He wrote, like, screen, he wrote the screenplay. He wrote screen screenplay. He said, "Irene, I want you to read." it. I'm like, Irene
1: "I know." Like, oh God, not another. And I "And
2: the yeah. I already had my um, I had my uh, you know, my response because I know he's like you and me. We do things quickly. I can't, I couldn't sit on it. I said, "Okay, I'll read it." And I'm saying, so, "Okay, so I'm gonna say, oh, so it's you know, I'm I already said, oh God, but let me read it because I I don't want him to wait. I'm just gonna read a couple of lines because I'll know." I read it, I couldn't, it was like a page turner. I read it like 45 Uh, minutes. I was like, oh shit,
1: this is fucking amazing. I've been a closet writer for so many, for most of my young adult life through now. Cause I remember I was really young. I read this book called The Artist's Way. Yeah. Oh, my God. (gasps) Someone put me onto that book. And that one of the exercises was to write 10 pages every morning when you wake up, even if it's just scribble your name, just write 10 pages. So that just started my writing muscle. I'll be right back. Once I started doing that, I just started journaling. So when the pandemic hit, I was taking care of my parents in the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. I grew up here in New York. And I was back in my teenage bedroom. I mean, I could have stayed in my apartment downtown, not in uh, Washington Heights, but then I would have been like coming back and forth, trying to micromanage them. I said, let me just move back with them for a couple of months, set them up. So I found myself not working in my teenage bedroom. I'm like, Lord, what has happened to my life? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm out of a certain age and I'm back living with my parents in my bedroom. I'm like, <gasps> I said, okay, I gotta do something. So I just said, you know what? I'm gonna give my, get myself the writing program. And I'm oh look. Yes. Oh my gonna, god. And I'm just gonna write what I've been working on. I'm, and I wrote most of it, the first three, the I like I wrote the first 30, 40 pages on my phone just what? because. Yeah. Yeah. Just on my phone until I then I got my iPad together. I got the program. Then I started to write it on script form. But that's what I did. I think, you know, the pandemic was devastating for our industry. and We can talk about the nuts and bolts of it. But as a creative, I think a lot of people figured out you got to diversify. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. You you can't (laughs) just be a one Johnny one note. You gotta have something else, and I learned that from Irene because she talked about she's a press agent, but she hosts, she has her own exclusive fur line. You know, she's everything you gotta move that way. You know, my one of my greatest mentors, the great Jeffrey Holder, was the same way. He painted, Mm designed, danced, choreographed. Yeah. Design dresses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from
2: always. the mark. Yeah, you have to do it from the marketing, and um, and then I want to come back because I have some questions for you, both of for you. He you always too, had a so gig. So. Always, I know, she needs to do a podcast too. Exactly, anyway, he always had next. a gig.
1: So, but
2: you know, I- from the marketing and producing standpoint, we we got so uh, we treated our New York theater girls like stepchildren. We've, we've depended like Blanche DuBois, depended on the kindness on of strange
1: workers.
2: <laughs> yeah, because the most of the Broadway stuff, most of our finance comes from people coming from Thanksgiving. They book two and three years <laughs> in bed. Ticket sales. Thanksgiving Day <laughs> Parade. Ticket sales. And we we reach out to the tourists. And then, then the tourists are coming. So, But New Yorkers, we treat it like stepchildren. I must say, though, which I'm working with Crossroads now, again, of, of Crossroads, Black data companies, they have, without anything they have managed to survive and still bring quality theater to um you know to the community and we have uh, Broadway people I'm doing doing interviews about this we have to community commitment and cash <laughs> that's what the producers have to have bring yeah those well, are the us, three what, C's. What,
0: so what should we do to help Broadway come back because it is coming back.
2: Well, can yeah. we talk about the Tony Awards? Because this is this is Broadway's, Broadway's going to come. Broadway's
1: going to come back when it's when it's good and ready. Broadway's not coming right. back until 2022. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, it's not. Yes, it. We have to. It's going to come slowly. Now this fall season is it's is testing the waters.
0: And so the best way we can help Broadway come back with, with strong artery is ticket sales.
1: Buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. Buy a ticket ticket to your favorite. Is this is a great time for people of color to get their sea legs on Broadway? Mm -hmm. You know, it's because that credit really goes a long way when a new playwright can say, "I had a debut on Broadway." That legitimizes you so much. So the fact that it's in this weird half a season. I don't think at the end of the day, a year or two years from now, it's not going to matter. What's going to matter is that you are a Broadway produced playwright, oh, actor, right. designer, right. and then you yeah. take your career on. Stage manager. Stage so, manager. The excitement,
0: so the excitement is watching the Tonys, getting abreast of- Tell us about the
1: Tonys. Tell
2: Tell us us about about the the Tonys.
0: Green is still celebrating, as we all are, this wonderful appointment, a special Tony honor, which is like a Lifetime Achievement Award. That's
1: like the Lifetime Achievement Award, like of the Oscar game, that's in the Tony Awards. Right. The honors is for someone who has shown great dedication to the art form and has committed for excellent work, sustained excellent work throughout a career. And no one can touch what Irene has done in her field. (laughs) She is one of a kind. She will go down in history. She might still be historically one of maybe two or three women of color that do what she does. And, And she's been doing it for 50 years and still no one else has been able to break through. And it's not just because of her color, because Irene Gandhi is respected and loved by everyone. It's what she brings to the table. So she transcended being a woman of color, which already puts her in in a category. So to be able to transcend that and just become a brand, because I think Irene Gandhi is a brand. No question. Because everyone knows. Everyone knows if you want your audiences to be diverse, all you have to do is call Irene Gandhi because she has the pulse on everyone in the city from. Because
2: it's not just diversity. I like green. You know, I like my Chanel earrings. And I like your, I like the, I like my adopted designs. But wait, wait, wait a minute.
0: I saw her in a complete Louis Vuitton jumpsuit. Yes. <laughs> That's an off day. <laughs> it's like I don't know who I'm gonna get when she shows up. What color her hair is gonna be? Of course, I'm kind of the same way.
1: So it's like <laughs> me too. I mean, we were in we were in Las Vegas. I designed Usher's residency this last summer, and you
0: did a fabulous job because I was there and I saw. Oh my God!
1: Thank you. And Irene came out to support during family night. They always do a family and friends night, and Irene flew out all the all the way to Las Vegas to support. And we did some really. What I love about, another thing that I love about Irene and her sense of style as a designer is that Irene is not, the label doesn't mean anything to Irene. What it looks like, the fashion, what what it's giving. Right. That's what makes her exciting because we were shopping- She serves fashion. (laughs) We were shopping off the beaten path. I would say it like that, Irene. (laughs) We've no left justice in the gas station. But neither we you know, those gas station stations. Gas
0: stations. <laughs> I've seen her know. in tutus. I've seen her in LV jumpsuits. It's, I've seen her in tennis shoes. I tops.
1: Comfort. You know what that what that's called? That is called being comfortable in your own skin. That right. you're not relying on a label to define your worth. Right. Which is what a lot of people do. And that's what fashion attains to. That's not what Irene is about. Irene is about, I'm going to serve you Irene Gandhi realness. It doesn't matter if I got it at the Louis Vuitton boutique, (laughs) at the Aria Hotel on the Strip, or we bought it at the discount gas station.
2: Wait a minute, at the Arco (laughs) gas station in Las Vegas? At the
1: Arco gas
2: station. (laughs) It's serious.
1: (laughs) You can get get dresses and souvenirs. You can, you can be an influencer. Yes, she's such an influencer. And that's what Irene brings to the table. And I think for me, as a, as a like I said, the creative, I enjoy my time with her because I don't know where it's going to go. We don't. I don't know what the night is going to Oh, bring. wait a minute, wait a minute. One more thing. She yeah. has her own fur line. And that's what I mean. And I said and she has Lady Gandhi fur line by the fur, fur line
2: house.
1: I brought a salsa into it too. Yeah, she she brought me in, but you know she already had it all designed. I just came in to like look at it and just be in awe. But
0: but, but also, Irene, in, in in past years, you have been very outspoken about those who think that fur is wrong, and you have stood. Oh, up, yeah, made a I, lot I, of press I, and demonstrated. <laughs> what is your take on that? Because you were
2: like, here's this the is thing. Here, here, here's the thing. I feel first don't of, press of all, when I read fur now, okay, go yeah, on. Fur um. I felt, here's how I felt. I mean, first of all, they was going to ban it in New York City. I was, was a very selfish attitude. I was like, oh, I need my furs. That's, you know, that was then, I mean, selfishly, that's how it started. And then I was sitting at dinner with my daughter in, 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 in a divan, and divan. I'm like, well, they gonna tell me what to wear. Ain't nobody paying for this. And then I realized the first thing that any parents get, any person that get the mink or a house, or even in the old, you know, diamonds are girl best friends and me and then wait a minute you don't let us into the schools you are um there's apartment you you got codes and don't let us into the developments so the next thing you're going to be coming for my Chanel glasses ain't nobody asking me to pay for shit this is my it's a luxury and you know I'm like you don't tell me what to wear my mama don't tell me what to wear and so that's how it started I'm like you're not talking to me you know, yeah. I mean, no offense to the church and the church ladies. If you go in any given uh Sunday, you see three and two million dollars worth of furs there. No, and, gosh, you know, especially so, the black and church. I, and first of all, I didn't, I didn't need to explain what. And it's also, it's, it's um, it's a, it's a cultural thing too. You know, I remember my great grandmother used the fur coat. Uh, as a collateral to bury my grand, great grandfather so and i don't you know and look i no no i and that's when and i was right there it was a hundred degrees i was on <laughs> city hall with all my furs i made the news because they said how can yeah, you ban for yeah and i'm still yeah. then and then and then when they the fur people who are paid i think by the government because they don't have no job <laughs> and they were talking about putting up people in cages, you know, like oh, also like black people in cages. I was right there. You saw that video. I yeah. went right in front of Bergdorf woman and say, "Okay, you've got who are you gonna put in cages?" I was right up sick. Uh-huh. And then I uh-huh. then I went on the camera and said, "I want all my thug people to come down here and beat this motherfuckers up." That's what I. Said.
0: Oh Lord!
2: <laughs> I don't. Oh, I, I, but lady, I do that to anybody. But I, I fight in the rooms, in the ad rooms. A uh, so will tell you I'm still fighting. You know, if you're going to don't tell me if I'm in the room, what what study you have? You don't know anything about what what uh, Brown University has said or what I said. I'm in the room. I'm the only black mother in the room. Like we were doing American son or some older black mother. I said, I'm the only black mother in this room that has has a voice about what to say about how to market this show. This is not another show about a black mother. Uh, uh, raising the son, tell him to have that talk and, and, you know, whose son has been killed by a policeman. That's not going to sell the show. This is not what the show about. Well, well, I'm like, okay, anybody in this room whose mother has, has washed their dirty, has, has washed their father's dirty drawers and know what that looks like, raise their hand anybody and I raised my anybody in this room has washed my mother's dirty drawers or my father's or anybody in their family raised it would look like hands down so I said so that's the thing and then I said so let's make this money you know after I say that and then I tell them you know why are you ignoring um the African-American market or people of color if you can make a hundred dollars why when you make seventy five you know, I mean, because they, you, I said, and then I tell them, it's just the truth. I said, I can't live without seeing you. You can live with a whole bunch of white people without seeing a black person. So you go to high school. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have that luxury. So I, you're not qualified to have that conversation because you don't know how I live. I know how you live. I have no choice. So that's, I'm you still know,
0: fighting. That, about that, that diversity is so important and diversity, inclusion, all this talk that we do yeah. on every level of business. I mean, it's every been proven level. Proven that your business is better when you have more of a diverse uh, d-
2: gathering. Yeah, but but that's a catch twenty two as well And the is because we use the same designers, we use the same press agents, we use the same people because we um, because diversity in the entertainment, whether it's films or Broadway, because it's kind of like a club because we always know each other, you know, and you know, we it's like you know, like, you know, your family, you know, who's really making a potato salad and, who, and you know, who, <laughs> and you know, who's, know like, um, who
1: put the raisins in it.
2: <laughs> right, right. Oh, and wow. you know, who's spare ribs not to eat. You know what right. I mean? And so you say, okay, right. let me just let, let me go with what I know. But <laughs> what has happened when I saw and I, I was telling the Sosa, they had a Juneteenth celebration in Times Square and the, all the shows on the Broadway, the black young people in the shows, they sang these songs mm-hmm. about freedom and diversity and that was their song. So I think it's great um, that, you know, diversity should be on L-, L levels. I think diversity is giving the people, like you said, uh, uh, Sosa, to show showcase their talents. Yeah, know? yeah. But but also but I, that's I very I important.
1: It's, I know where we're entering this, this climate on Broadway where uh, people are nervous. They don't know how to communicate with each other. And I just like to tell them that we're not kicking people off the table. We're just asking for our space on the table. Mm -hmm. You don't have to leave the room. You just have to welcome us into the room.
2: We're not asking
1: for you to like, for there be a racial reckoning and, you know, all people of one race don't do anything. We can't do that. We're asking. That's not diversion. Share because we are qualified. We're not asking you to give us a break or give us make you know do us a favor. No, because we have proven ourselves to be qualified. All we're asking is for our fair space on the table. Well, and and that's what I say. What
2: does they they say?
1: say. You're not
0: at the table.
1: You're on the menu.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right.
2: That's right. <laughs> right. Right. I should have to use that. Also, too. I always yeah. say too. You know, don't send me to war with a slingshot.
1: We're gonna be Antonio Ward monologue written by Rolando White. Right. Yeah, I like that.
0: <laughs> I'm working on my one woman show here. I'm
1: just letting you know. I
2: like that. Yeah, I'm like here
1: every that. night. Come two drink minimum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Also,
2: you know, don't send. It, I, I just want to have the fair. If I'm going you to the war, don't send me in with a slingshot and you got guns. You know, yeah, I want I right. want proper ammunition. Just to, I want I want fair play. That's all. That's I all. I want. That's all. We're that's asking all asking. You know, like I said, I, think I, I don't want. I I'm sitting at table, but I want you to pass me the potatoes and see how I'm this easier. Right. I want to taste the potatoes.
0: <laughs> right. They say you that know. inclusion is like the difference between oh, I see you're here and. I'm so glad you're here. You want to go out and get some coffee. You know, you're trying to make exactly, it exactly, yeah. Right, like
1: right. An, yeah. Well, we hey, want, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry
2: for long. No, I was gonna say. I said
1: we we want to go to coffee after the conference meeting. You know, that's right. where the real deals are made. Right. Know. Every that's right. We can all sit around the conference table, kumbaya, whole hand, and say, "Oh my God, we're gonna make this beautiful." I want to be at the coffee shop after the conference meeting. Here oh yeah. Are. And <laughs> that goes back on, yeah. to what we started talking about, relationships. It's Irene, all about yeah. relations. And Irene was is so amazing. You know, producers, presenters, theater owners, at the end of the day, as we, as we art makers are a real important aspect of the pie, without the producers and theater owners we don't have the venues to show right. our talent, so right. you have to have a relationship with producers. It wasn't until after I met Irene that I began to cultivate relationships with the producers, not just the talent or my director. Mm-hmm. I made sure that I met the lead producer, the you know the uh, general manager. Mm-hmm. I wanted to meet the people who signed the check. You're right, because that's, <laughs> that's where, totally, yeah, that's where the real power is, and if you're right. gonna, if because you can have, like I've had shows with forty people of color on stage, yet all the check signers were yeah, non-people right. of color. God, that's right. Right. So, right. So, so you're billing this as the great big black show, but who really holds the right. power?
2: Well, you know,
0: we say out here in Hollywood, I always tell people, I said, you know, when I came out here to Hollywood, you go to the actors' houses and they got pictures of themselves up, <laughs> pictures of them with other celebrities up on the wall. You go to the producer's house, Hi, there's a Monet, Romeo Romero. Right, right. Right. You know,
2: right. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And right. also too, I mean, you, you know, it's about like when people say, Oh, I want to produce a show, the first thing I say, what's your budget? And because that's no matter how much you like a dress in the window, the first thing you're going to say, how much money is that's yeah. totally. And, and, and you can go in there and and I think that's, I think, and if you can't have the physical money, learn the craft. I've put on my little black dress, my little big ass butt over these years, <laughs> and I've learned a lot of information. <laughs> that I would have bodies married.
1: are buried. <laughs> would have exactly. What do you want so your home.
2: legacy to be, Irene? Um, I just want to say that when God gives you a dream, it doesn't come with a budget, and everything is up to you.
1: Amen. Amen. That's my
2: legacy. When God gives you a dream, it doesn't come with yeah. a budget. Oh, that's great. That's beautiful.
1: That's beautiful. No,
2: but that's you know that's that's you know. Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing because um, you mentioned a passion. I mean, come on, all of us. I mean, I know Rolanda's history. I know yours. You know mine. We are doing this by choice, of passion. By passion, uh, this is a dream. You can't stop. You can't. You know, I was talking. I was talking to um uh 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 some, some, some I'm not going. I was talking about I'm not working with a certain person producer now. I just went and got four COVID tests because I'm going to first day rehearsal. You know, <laughs> and I can't wait. I cannot wait. You know, definitely. so I mean, that's I think the legacy is uh, who we touch, you know, who we touch. That's I don't right. really know because legacy means legs for me, means that you carry on, that you run the race. And if somebody is running the race, I don't care if it's, you know, they don't have to do what I do, but do something that make <laughs> that, that do something. <laughs> Will you ever stop working? I, as long as I, as long as I look the way I look and can still peep, uh, pull young people under fifty, I'm not.
0: Whoa! Are you a cougar? <laughs> I'm, a <laughs> <laughs>
2: cougar I'm a mountain lion. What? The cougar? That's still
1: young teacher. I'm a mountain lion. <laughs> You're a mountain lion, honey. <laughs> Cougars for you, young ones. She's a mountain yeah, lion. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, on that note, <laughs> I want to thank you both for being with me. So I just really have enjoyed. Thank this. you. I've, I've been such a fan. Oh,
1: thank you, and I'm a fan from of New yours. York. I remember you on the news. I watched you forever. Such an honor to sit here with you and and chop it up, I'm such an honor, I'm honored, thank you so much. And I
2: love her, but I have to be real, the reason that I really love doing her show, she has a lot of followers and people do what she says. So that's (laughs) what I
0: like. Yeah, we have a couple of people who might be interested in what we're talking about
1: here. Because we have to give the flowers to the people who created such important work in Mm -hmm. the 2019, 2020 season. right. There was amazing work, Jeremy O'Harris, who wrote Slave Play, earned 14 nominations, the most of any play ever in the history of Broadway. And he's the first-time Broadway playwright. The director, Robert O'Harris, first-time men of color Broadway designer uh, director. Didi Ayite, the costume designer, two-time nominee for Slave Play and a Soldier Story. Uh, Clint Ramos, two-time men of color, two-time nominee, set design for slave play, costumes for the Rose Tattoo. These people need mm-hmm. the world to know who they are. And then Heritage we got 11 nominations. Because we need to open up the, we need to open up the gates for them. So I want them. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Tony's about. It's about celebrating the new, but also welcoming the old, not the old, right. our people. Because we're, Broadway people never leave. Like you asked Irene, would she ever stop working? No, because when you stop <laughs> designing, I'm gonna write and then I'm gonna produce, you right. know? So there's always something to do. But for me as chair, is a, a huge opportunity. I'm humbled by it, but I definitely wanna help the ecosystem that creates Broadway, which is my garment make, my costume shop makers, my zipper makers, floor makers, mm-hmm. zippers, buttons. We're losing these people because of COVID and high rents here in New York. I'm losing women who learned how to bead dresses when they were kids and now they're in their 70s. COVID kept them home for a year and a half. They may not come back. They may just mm-hmm. want to retire. So how am I gonna how am I gonna replace that artisan unless you bring in the young people and to bring them in, you have to acknowledge them when they do well so you can encourage right. them. So that's what, for me, is my mantle is about opening all the resources to everyone who has a part in creating this magic we call Broadway.
2: And that's my thing about the board and the drama league. They know I'm bringing fast color on there. They know exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. i bringing the fire. Well, I'm going to tell you. you.
0: We are talking to the best of Broadway right here. And I am so honored that the Broadway leadership, the backbone, the spine, you know, the soul of the shoe in it. You know, I just am so, so honored to have you here. You're just doing great things and the people need to know. So the people should know.
2: (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate
1: the platform. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rolanda On Demand. Go and scroll down and enjoy my archives. I've got some good shows back there, some good inspiration, some good motivation, and just some good juicy stories that'll keep you going through the day. Again, thank you for listening. Please follow me on social media because I want to keep up with you all the time. And don't forget that if you're interested in becoming a voice actor, learn the art of voice acting and the joys of voice acting. In my voice acting masterclass, go to Rolanda.com, R O L O N D A.com. Let's set up a discovery call and let's put that voice to work. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast and let a friend know, let 10 friends know. Blast me out, please. I would appreciate that. And once again, thank you. I'm Rolanda Watts, and you've been listening to Rolanda on Demand. Now, go out there and do something good. Thank you, Wayne Lindsay, for this beautiful rendition of Before I Let Go, the Rolanda on Demand theme song. Thank you, Wayne.